This episode of Rebecca Enchanted is brought to you by FTM Travel. FTM Travel has earned the distinction of being named a Disney earmarked agency with a dedicated team that is ready to help you with all of your Disney destination dreams. From Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, and Aulani in Hawaii, let our agents turn your vacation dreams into your dream vacation. There is never any fee for our services. They are complimentary when you book your vacation through us. Visit our website at www.ftmtravel.com. So that's F as in ferry, T as in trip, M as in mother. Again, that's www.ftmtravel.com. Or email us at info at ftmtravel.com. Be sure to mention that you heard about us on the Rebecca Enchanted podcast. Welcome to episode 50 of Rebecca Enchanted. I'm Rebecca Mitchell, your fairy pod mother. Today's episode is going to be about uh, my recent trip. I'm going to call it best of both worlds as we went to Universal and Walt Disney World. And I'm sorry that I had to uh, take a little break and I didn't put out an episode last week about this trip, but my voice was not something you would want to hear. So I needed to give myself a little time to recover. Uh, I just had too much fun, too much laughing, too much uh, screaming on rides. And uh, so here we are. And I'm going to talk first about Universal and then uh, Disney World. So I arrived at about 10.45 on Wednesday night. I grabbed my luggage and headed out to uh, where you can meet your Lyft driver uh, right outside of baggage claim. Uh, Shout out to my driver, uh, Rich. We had a wonderful, like, inspirational conversation, the two of us. Uh, It took about, I would say, 35 minutes to get from uh, MCO, the airport, to the Hard Rock Hotel at Universal. We didn't run into any traffic, of course, that late at night, but um, there was some construction. But I think that that's about the average amount of time in the evening. Um, so, uh, you know, plan on, I would say, during the day when traffic is there, maybe 45 minutes uh, or, or a little bit more. And um, so we stayed club level at the Hard Rock Hotel. I checked in. Um, my friend Erin, uh, I was sharing a room with her. And she got in a little bit before me, so she was already all checked in. But um, because we were staying club level, I had to pick up my own key to give me access to the floor uh, that had our club level room on it. We had a room with two queen beds, but it also had a pullout couch for um, a fifth sleeper. And so um, I just wanted to make you aware that that configuration does exist. Uh, You would just have to dig a little deeper to find it because I think those rooms are pretty few and far between. Um, fortunately, Aaron had waited up for me, so we chatted for a little bit. I did a, just a little bit of light unpacking, but we were only staying there one night, so um, I just had to kind of get organized. And then um, we were off to bed because we had an early morning. We uh, ate breakfast at our club level lounge, and I thought it had really good offerings. Um, I was able to get a donut because I was on vacation, so why not? And, um, it, you know, it was a nice donut, my favorite kind with chocolate and sprinkles. So I was pleased. Um, drinks, uh, just a continental breakfast. You know, there were bagels, toast, cereal, those kinds of things. Um, so it would be a nice start to your day. Um, I was able to get a Diet Coke and one for the road and some water for the road as well. Uh, then from there, we headed over. We actually walked from the Hard Rock Hotel, and I wanted to point that out because it was so easy. They do have a water taxi, but the walk is really nice and it actually gets you, um, the water taxi will put you like on the other side of the water to the parks and walking from the Hard Rock, we were already on the side that the parks are on. So um, it just made it, you know, just a little bit easier to get over there. And we started at Universal we went directly back to the Harry Potter area. So there they have um, 
kind of the they have Diagon Alley, but they also have like the London uh, kind of streetscape, if you will. And um, we got some pictures in front of the night bus and then we headed into Diagon Alley, um, which I had never seen before. Um, I had only been to Universal quite a while back when they only had one Harry Potter area. So I was absolutely floored at the level of detail. And I mean, I've seen it in pictures, certainly, and I've heard people talk about it, but it was, it was so incredible. And I was grateful to have my friend Erin with me because she was able to point things out that I like never, ever would have seen. And we were fortunate also to have a very low crowd day. So this was a Thursday in September, early September. And um, yeah, we were very fortunate to have low crowds and that made it a lot easier to navigate and really see things and take pictures. Um, and then we headed over to do the Gringotts uh, ride. And I want to explain some things to you about Universal. Um, we had the Express Pass, the Unlimited Express Pass, that came with our stay at the Hard Rock Hotel. There are three hotels that will give you complimentary Unlimited Express Passes when you stay there. So one is the Hard Rock Hotel, the other is the Portofino Bay Hotel, and the other is the Royal Pacific. So we were fortunate to have that unlimited express pass, which means you get to bypass the regular line. Uh, because it wasn't super busy, we, you know, it wasn't, you know, that big of a deal to have it, but it just made everything a lot easier. Um, the other thing I want to point out is when you go to Universal, you have to basically put all of your stuff in lockers, um, but you do have to keep with you your express pass and then your ticket because your ticket is how you get in and out of the locker at most of the lockers there's a few of them that have a, a little bit different methodology um, fingerprints uh, um, codes and whatnot um, so you will want to have something that you can easily put your uh, express pass and ticket in I fortunately had just kind of like a little coin wallet with me so I was able to have that and just kind of I didn't have any pockets but I just kind of tucked it into my waistband of my pants and that made it easier um, most of the rides, you could still have your phone with you. It just had to be put in something, you know, put, I also tucked that into my waistband, um, you know, whereas some people had it in their pockets. Um, so um, that's just something to keep in mind at Universal that you'll want to travel light because of that. Uh, so if you don't need to have a bag, um, that's fine. Uh, but, you know, we still needed to have a bag for sunscreen and phone chargers and whatnot. So uh, we the bag, pro the locker process is, I will say, just like a little bit, um, you know, of a bother, but it's fine. And, you know, it makes it so you're not losing anything on the rides. It makes it a lot easier that way. It's just a little bit of a hassle, I would say. Um, but you just now you're prepared now that you know about it, you're prepared for it and you're not surprised. And uh, so we rode Gringotts, absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. Um, and then I'm not, I don't quite remember all of our steps, but we did head out and go to then Men in Black. And, um, and then I think we headed back towards Diagon Alley so we could have lunch. And we ate at the Leaky Cauldron, which is really, really good. Uh, word to the wise, I'm a big Diet Coke drinker. And they do not serve muggle drinks, if you will, at uh, any of the restaurants in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So, um, I, and I feel like Aaron probably mentioned that to me, but I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I just had a water with lunch and that was fine. But um, I just know that if you like a kind of a soda with your um, meals that you're going to have to uh, bring it in. You can totally bring it in with you, um, but they just, I couldn't order one there. So after our lunch at Leaky Cauldron, we headed um, via the Hogwarts Express to Islands of Adventure. So there's a King's Cross station on the Universal side. We, you do have to have the park-to-park -park ticket in order to ride the Hogwarts Express over to the other park. The park-to-park -park ticket allows you to visit both parks in one day. So if you just have a one-park ticket, you cannot ride the Hogwarts Express. And I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It was such a cool ride. Loved it. Um, recommend riding it both ways so you get the full experience. But it was super cool. 
a nice, just a really nice way to get from one place to the other. And it really immerses you into the land and you feel like you're really, you're doing it here. You're heading to Hogwarts. So, uh, so we took the Hogwarts Express over, um, in the, the King's Cross station, you can actually do the, that nine and three quarters walk through the nine and three quarters platform. Um, there's a, you'll see people doing it. It's pretty obvious where it is and someone will have to stand kind of far back to take the video of it. Uh, it took, I think about seven times for us to get my video correct because <laughs> I just kept saying, did I do it? Are you, did you get it? <laughs> so, so I think the last, the last time we really got it. Um, but you just walk through and you can get a nice video of it. It's very cool. The train station itself. I mean, you really feel like you are legit in the, you know, a King's Cross station. So, that was great. Um, and then we did the Forbidden Journey. We did the Flight of the Hippogriff ride um, over there. And then we did the um, the Forbidden Journey ride as well. And I will warn you, um, the Forbidden Journey ride, uh, if you have motion issues, it might set it off a little bit. Um, it, it, I was able to recover, just drink some water and I was fine after that, but it really, it's a really cool ride, but it really moves you around a lot. So, um, just a, a little bit of advice there. And, um, we did check the wait time for Hagrid's, um, motorbike adventure. That's the new ride over there. And at that time, the ride itself wasn't open at all. So um, we did keep checking the wait time in the Universal app. And finally, when it did open, it was um, about a two-hour wait. So we decided we we're going to try and do it the next day instead. Um, and so once we finished the Forbidden Journey, we actually were going to head back to the resort because our friends were starting to arrive that day. And uh, one of our friends was going to come back to the park with us. So we just went over. Uh, Portofino Bay. It was the new resort we were going to be staying at. They transferred our luggage from Hard Rock to Portofino. Absolutely no problem there. Um, when we arrived, um, my friend John was checking in. And uh, so I met up with him. We got the bags all taken care of and got settled into our room and um, very easily got there. We stayed in a room in the West Wing and it was a beautiful room um, large room, very, very nice sized room. We got a balcony. Um, there aren't a ton of rooms with balconies, but we were able to score one, thankfully. So we had a nice balcony and we overlooked, um, the actual little Portofino Bay area where the water taxi comes in and then they have some little boats in there as well. So very nice, very pleased with our uh, location. Uh, we would literally leave right out of our door from the West Wing of Portofino Bay and we would be right at the water taxi. So that was really, really nice to do. Um, so we were able to then head back over. We headed to Islands of Adventure. Uh, John got a butter beer when we got in there. And um, then we rode the Forbidden Journey right after that. And um, John would not recommend that. He said, uh, do not chug a butter beer and then, and then do that. Um, so then we just, I think we just kind of, um, moved around a little bit, did a few things here and there. Um, and then at the end of the, I will tell you this though, we were, um, hungry when we came into the park for dinner and, uh, we stopped at a couple places and they were not open. And I want to say this was maybe around 5 PM. Um, so they were not open. Uh, so we ended up back in the Jurassic park area cause it was pretty much the only restaurant that was open at that time. So that's just, um, something to keep in mind as if you're there that time of night, not all of the restaurants might be open for you to choose from. Um, so we had our dinner and then um, at that time we decided it was time to try some of the water rides. And um, so the the word of warning on the water rides is that you will get super soaking wet. And so we first went on the Jurassic Park ride and um, we, actually we got our own little boat, which was really nice, just the three of us on our boat. And um, we got a little bit wet on that, but I would say not, you know, by and large, we, were, we didn't come off of it soaked. And then, um, I'm going to say the name of this wrong, but it's like Ripsaw Falls or something. Um, it's, it, yeah, Ripsaw Falls. And 
we got soaked. Um, so you know how I mentioned the lockers for the other rides? Well, for the water rides, you actually have to pay for the lockers. Um, I th- she said it was like 4 or $5, depending on the size. Um, we didn't do it for Jurassic Park, and we ended up being, or Jur- the Jurassic Park ride, but we ended up being okay on that one. And she warned us, she's like, your bag will get wet. And she said, you know, either put it in a locker or she said we could go over to like, you know, there was a souvenir store and she said we could get, you know, just a plastic shopping bag from them and tire bags up in it. And so we went that route. And um, I, I mean, I can't describe to you how soaking wet we got. I mean, it wasn't just like, you know, maybe you would go down a, a, <laughs> a bit of a drop and you'd get <laughs> wet from that. It was actually... Um, like water falling on you. And I mean, it, we were soaking, dripping wet, like insanely wet. Even if you had a poncho on anything like that, it wouldn't have helped. It was just drenched. Um, and so my bag turned out okay. I tied it up really nicely. Um, Aaron's bag, she thought she had it tied up nicely, but it, it was a mess. It was dripping wet. So word of the warning, word of warning, A, you will, will, will get wet. There's no way to not get wet on that. It's not luck. It's not anything. You will get soaked on, on the Ripsaw Falls. But um, I do recommend putting your items. It's worth that 4 or $5. Erin's um, charger, her phone charger, um, you know, got fried from being wet. Fortunately, her phone was fine um, and everything else was okay. But it's worth that 4 or $5 just to, um, you know, have dry stuff. So, um, and so after that, uh, we actually uh, invested, John, I believe did, uh, in the human dryers that they have there. So you just stay on there and it's heat and air blowing at you. Not sure it really worked. Um, especially because when we got out of the, the dryer, it was, it was pouring down rain. So it, it didn't matter. And it was just like all, you know, we just had a silly time. It was super fun. Um, you know, but I, re- I recommend doing those water rides at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the night, because you will get soaked. Uh, and then, so from there we were headed out of the park, but we stopped to do Spider-Man on the way out, um, which was really, really fun. So, uh, that was the conclusion of our first day. Um, we did meet up with some, some more friends that were coming into town. Um, this whole trip was for, um, the FTM travel agency to, um, have our annual trip and, um, to do some onsite learning and experience the parks and everything and resorts. So, um, as you know, we came in a little bit early and then everyone else started to kind of trickle in the rest of the day. And so we met up with some friends for some drinks at a, at one of the, um, little bars at Portofino. And then we were headed to bed for the evening. The plan for the next day was to rope drop the parks. Uh, as guests of the Universal Resorts, you are able to get into the Wizarding World of Harry Potter on either side. It depends. On this day, it happened to be the islands of, or excuse me, the Universal side. Um, so that the main goal was to try to get to ride Hagrid's motorbike without a long wait. And so um, some of the group went right when the park opened and they were um, able to get in line. Um, John and I actually, um, stayed back and went a little, just a little bit later. Maybe we arrived 30 minutes later and, um, the group that arrived at rope drop got right into line for Hagrid's motorbike. Um, and I think they had a wait of around one to one and a half hours, maybe. I think it was probably one and a half, around one and a half. And so they were, they clearly had the advantage. Um, we, John and I just, my, my thought was, I'm not sure if the ride will be open as it wasn't open in the morning the day before. Um, and so it's hard to come up with a strategy to really minimize your wait time on that. Um, so I, I personally didn't want to arrive there and have it not be open. And then we got up early to do it. So, so I was willing to, you know, stay back and and wait a little bit longer. Um, so when John and I went to get in line, they said it was about a 45 minute wait. Um, and then when we got up to where you put your stuff in the lockers, um, by then they said it was a 90 minute wait. And, um, you know, because we had the express pass, that's good for basically everything else except for Hagrid's because it's brand new. We weren't super worried about what we were going to be able to ride and not ride because of that. So uh, we, you know, took that risk for having to wait a little bit longer. 
We got very, very lucky. They do not split off the single rider line at the beginning of the line, but a little ways into the queue, they do split off. And when John and I were kind of right by where it splits off, we um, saw, you know, a universal um, employee standing there. And, um, you know, we weren't quite sure if she was going to open the line, but she did. She opened the line for single riders and that, um, you know, we got very far into the queue. In fact, we met our friends that had been there just a little bit earlier for the rope drop. Um, so we saved ourselves probably an hour, at least an hour by doing that. But, um, I I wouldn't bank on that because it seemed to be, it was open for a very limited amount of time. And, um, and then of course we both had to kind of take what we got. Um, so I guess the, the more, I don't know, more fun part is to be on Hagrid's motorbike on the actual motorbike. Whereas, um, usually if you're in the single rider, you're going to get in the sidecar. Um, but that was fine. We really wanted to ride it and, um, that minimized our weight. We were able to get inside of the building very quickly, which was nice because it was uh, a sunny, warm day. So if you have the opportunity to do single rider, um, you know that your your party will be split up. You won't be able to all ride together, but you can minimize your weight. Uh, but I would say on this ride, because it's brand new, uh, it's very tricky. Uh, not sure when that single rider line is always going to be open, but we had a really good time. It, the ride itself is like nothing I've ever ridden before. It is amazing. Like it, highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, just so fantastically done. Uh, really, really exciting. Amazing. Can't say enough good things about it. Uh, knowing what I know now, I would have waited longer for it. Glad I didn't have to, but it worked out. Um, but yeah, like I said, we got super lucky. Um, so, so we did that and then, um, our group kind of spread out and did some other things, took some pictures, did some exploring, uh, and we eventually all met up at three broomsticks, uh, for lunch. And so we had a nice lunch there. What I like about these universal, uh, restaurants, especially, well, in the Harry Potter areas in the wizarding world of Harry Potter is that you tell them how many people, um, and then they'll seat you, even though it's a quick service restaurant, they'll, um, you know, have you sit together and it's, it's very, very nice, uh, to do it that way. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, we did take the Hogwarts Express, um, from the, from, no, we were already at Islands, excuse me, we were already at Islands of Adventure, but after lunch, we did take the Hogwarts Express the other way, which I hadn't done yet, so we went from the station at Hogwarts over to um, the other side, and then we did Gringotts, and some of the group hadn't done that yet, Uh, and we got to explore Diagon Alley again, and it was a little bit busier, so I was glad I had the day before to really get some good pictures and really explore the ins and outs of it. Uh, So that was, uh, it's just, the, the Harry Potter things are just so, so, so incredible there. Um, so then we took some time to step out of the Wizarding World and do the rest of the parts of Universal. We rode um, Rip It Rocket Roller Coaster, I think it's called. Um, and we also, oh, I forgot to mention the day before, John and I did the Hulk, uh, uh, which is another big coaster there. Very, very fun. Um, both of them, I think we were worried it was going to start to rain, so we wanted to get it in because they do shut those down if it rains. Um, but very fun, big coasters. So if you have kids that are into big coasters. Those are both really, really, really good ones. Uh, And then we also took some time to ride the Simpsons ride. And we, oh, we all rode the ET ride together. And that was like, oh, it was so amazing. I remember that from when I was a kid. And in fact, um, we ended up watching ET that night because it was (laughs) just brought back so many memories um, that that ET ride is really, really, really sweet. Um, But yes, after that, that's when we did the Simpsons ride. And then we took some time to, they had a little taco truck over by the Simpsons. Um, ride and we had a, a fabulous street tacos from that taco truck. So if you're in that area, highly recommend those street tacos uh, in the Simpsons area. And then after we did the Simpsons ride we, and had our tacos, we 
kind of explored the park some more and we ended up um, also doing the mummy ride, which is a really fun. I think you could miss it kind of easily because it's not um, really a headliner. It's inside a building, but highly recommend doing the mummy. Um, I remember that from when my son and I were there a few years back and really enjoyed that ride. Uh, it's a fun, fun ride. So uh, highly recommend hitting that one up when you're there. And um, just to kind of recap everything, the Express Pass is, I think, invaluable. Um, it saved us so much time waiting. I mean, we just really didn't even have to really strategize what we were going to do because the only thing that we couldn't use the Express Pass for was uh, Hagrid's. Uh, everything else we were able to use it for, and um, it's really a great advantage to have. And as I mentioned, if you're staying at one of the three resorts, Hard Rock, Portofino or Royal Pacific that does come complimentary you can however purchase it outside of that um, and I think it's well worth it to maximize your time at Universal so from there we went back and took a little rest and then um, I think I had some work to do and then we uh, met the rest of the group uh, over at Toothsome uh, Toothsome Emporium on the City Walk uh, it was a very interesting uh, setting it's really cool steampunk themed and they're known for their outrageous milkshakes so that was very cool and uh, we ended up sitting there I think there were 12 of us so we had two tables of six we weren't able to all get together just because it was it was a Friday night and it was a little bit busier so um, in order to not have to wait for a while we 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 split up with two tables of six and um, we had a lovely meal there very nice and then we explored city walk a little bit um, we grabbed some donuts at voodoo donuts for the next morning and then because again I'm on vacation I guess I'll have donuts and then we um, some of the other group some of the rest of the group explored uh, Rising Star Karaoke and some of the other things to do on City Walk. Uh, City Walk has a lot of different experiences, so uh, I think that that's really fun to do in the evenings with your group, uh, with your family, and uh, you know, just get to go to some places that you might not see otherwise. And then the next day, we did some resort tours, so we were able to see. Uh, Universal's Cabana Bay Resort and this is a great resort uh, especially if you have a larger family because they do have family suites and um, so for instance we saw one room it had two queen beds but then it also had a pull out but it had a, a, um, you know a door like a sliding door separating it which is very nice and um, so especially if you, um, I think that, that one of my friends called it nap prison, you know, so if you've got kids that need to come back and take a nap, that's great to have that closed off area so you can still, you know, watch TV or talk or do whatever uh, while the kids are taking, um, you know, taking a nap or in the evening when they need to go to bed a little bit earlier. And uh, Cabana Bay, they also have standard rooms, but the family suites I thought were really, really special. Um, it's a nice way if you have a larger family or you need that separate space. It's a great way to, to be able to have that within one of the Universal Resorts. One of the other great things about Cabana Bay is that they have a bowling alley on site and they had, I mean, an amazing pool with a lazy river and it was really, really beautiful resort really really um, a, a great family resort in addition uh, it is within walking distance to Universal's Cabana Bay uh, excuse me Universal's Volcano Bay which is their water park and um, this if you're interested in a water park on your on your vacation this is a great way to do it they have a, a really cool system called Tapu Tapu and that holds your place in line essentially and it gives you a return time to come back so that you get to spend your time still playing within the park and not really waiting in those lines and uh, in addition to all the cool rides they have they really have a nice cabana set up um, or even some kind of premium chairs and, and both of those you can reserve and purchase and that's a really nice way to experience the water park again as a guest of a universal resort you get in an hour early and uh, as we were talking 
talking to um, the people at Universal, that's a that park really fills up, especially with the Orlando heat. So or the you know people know that it's probably going to rain later in the day. So uh, taking advantage of that hour early um, entry is a really great way to you know to see that park without uh, having to do a lot you know having to experience it with a lot of crowds. Um, in fact, when we were there. It was before the regular crowds were let in. And I mean, everybody just kind of had free reign of the place, which was really, really nice. Uh, so recommend getting in early uh, as a universal guest to that water park to really make the most of your day. And uh, it's it, it, we were, you know, walking around in our street clothes, so we weren't able to experience any of the water rides. But there's um, like in addition to a lazy river, they have a river that, uh, that you can go around in and it. Um, has a wave that comes through it. So uh, it's not so much of the relaxing lazy river, but it's, it looked really, really fun. Everybody in there was having a good time. Several different water um, rides, water slides, uh, water coasters. So really fun. Um, if you're into water parks, that would be one that would be high on my list. We then also got to see Royal Pacific, which, as I mentioned before, is one of the ones that comes with the complimentary express pass. It is usually, um, if you're looking at the prices, depending on when you're booking, but, um, you know, as far as like a standard room goes or a garden view room goes, um, that is usually on the the lower priced end. Um, it usually goes Portofino, Hard Rock, and then Royal Pacific, but that's based on what sort of rooms they have available. So if all they have suites left at Royal Pacific, it's probably going to be more. Um, and they do have a little bit less room inventory. So, uh, but Royal Pacific is beautiful, beautifully themed resort. Uh, absolutely beautiful. So that's another great option if you're looking for a resort that is a little bit lower priced and has that complimentary express pass. And um, and then they also have all the same things. You get an hour early, they have complimentary resort trans transportation, um, and then the grounds are just stunning. So from there, we spent some time um, doing some training uh, with our Universal rep and, um, you know, just were able to learn about the different features of the resorts, which I think I've really mentioned along the way here. Uh, but then from there, we headed over to Disney World and we headed over to the Contemporary Resort, which was our home for the next few days. And we uh, got checked in and headed over to Epcot. Uh, to experience food and wine. It was, so we got there a little bit later than we wanted to, and we had fast passes for Frozen. So we kind of hustled and headed over there uh, to that ride, met up with some of our friends. And then from there, we ended up going over to the Mexico Pavilion uh, to get some drinks at La Cava de Tequila. And then um, we had a reservation at the San Angel uh, Inn, I believe. It's the one inside of the Mexico Pavilion. I get them mixed up, but it is inside the Mexico Pavilion. And actually, the, the Three Caballeros ride goes right past it. So, um, And we actually we had a really lovely dinner there. I had never eaten there before. I um, usually like the Mexican quick service over there. So it was nice to experience that. And uh, we had some good food, good laughs, good drinks. And from there, uh, we closed down the park. The park was actually closed by the time we got out of dinner. So um, we were able to walk out and get some really nice pictures without very many people there. Uh, we were able, it was still, you know, open enough that we could go into some of the stores. Um, but yeah, we were, we really closed it down that night. Um, when we left the monorail was done running from Epcot that evening. So we ended up taking a bus back to the resort, but there were, there was hardly anybody on there. So we had a nice little bus ride back to the contemporary. So the next day uh, we had, it was training for most of the day. And so I'll spare you some of that, but we were able to, we were staying club level at the contemporary. So we had a quick breakfast up there, just some continental um, little items and uh, got my Diet Coke, which is what I always need in the morning. And uh, we were able to go and tour some some more resorts. So we looked at the new tower at the Contemporary, excuse me, at the Coronado Springs Resort. It was 
fabulous. I mean, this is, I think, my new favorite moderate property. The tower itself is stunning, and the rooms are really, really well appointed, really fresh. I mean, it just, it all feels really, really fresh and um, nice, a nice bathroom, the way it's set up, and uh, just great. So if you're looking for a moderate that uh, has kind of that internal door system with the hallways, as you know, most moderates, um, all the moderates have, um, you know, external doors that just open, um, you know, out to the sidewalk. But these um, rooms actually have internal hallways. Uh, so this is a really, really really great addition to the moderate category. And like I said, the building itself is gorgeous. They have a rooftop restaurant, rooftop bar. Um, you get views of three of the parks. I mean, views for days, absolutely stunning. So um, if you're, you're planning to go, I highly recommend anytime soon, I highly, highly recommend this Coronado um, in the Coronado Springs in the tower. Really, really, really nice. And then from there, we headed over to Caribbean Beach, and I got to see some of those updates. And um, we looked at a couple of different rooms there. And then we headed over to the Grand Floridian, uh, which, of course, is just absolutely gorgeous. And we got to see some rooms there and learn a little bit more about the resort, take a tour of the pool. Um, the pool is just fabulous there. And um, cute little water feature with, um, you know, like the Mad Hatter's tea that spills out you know the water it's really really neat um, and of course just a, a gorgeous property um, beautiful rooms stunning lobby uh, just can't say enough good things about the Grand Floridian and then once we were done with our training for the day, we were able to go to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. So as we were all kind of getting ready um, to go, we just gathered. This is what's so wonderful about staying club level is that we were all able to just gather up in the lounge and just wait for everybody. So we could have some, some snacks and some drinks while we were waiting for everybody. And actually, as we were just getting ready to kind of head out for the party, it started raining really, really Really hard which was so nice to be close to the park so that we weren't you know waiting to get into the park for the party I mean we just we saw it raining and we were like nope we can wait for a little while um, so we just stayed in the club level lounge for a little bit longer until it cleared up and then everybody was ready by that point we headed over to Mickey's not so scary Halloween party took some great Photoshop um, photo pass shots, some magic shots uh, at the entrance, and then um, had some nice pictures in front of the castle. It was not very busy, so that was really nice. And then we kind of split up. Um, some of us headed over to Columbia Harbor House to grab some dinner really before the party kicked into full swing. And um, we were able to see, um, we were able to go ride Haunted Mansion. And I feel like we did a few other things. We definitely watched the parade. Um, and then we had, um, oh, I know, we were doing the dessert party over at um, Tomorrowland Terrace. So some of us booked this and uh, I particularly wanted to book it because I'd had such a great experience over the 4th of July with it. And I wanted to see what it was like during the party um, as far as getting a great view of the castle and the fireworks. And um, I I would highly recommend this. We took our time, had our desserts, um, spent some time there, and then we had a little bit of time before the fireworks started. So um, you get a wristband that allows you entrance into the viewing area that is in the plaza garden area. And we were able to kind of come and go as we please. So if some people wanted to go off and, you know, ride ride a few rides or something, um, I was more than willing to just like hold down a spot for everybody. So um, we spent some time doing the desserts and then um, just kind of waiting for the fireworks to start. And at that time, that's when we were able to see the first parade go by. Um, it's not the best viewing area for the parade, but we were able to see it. And, you know, I, I knew we were going to watch the second showing of it later anyway. So um, it turned out really well for us.
And um, it was a great viewing area. We had nobody in front of us. Um, you know, I mean, of course, there were people in front in front of us, but nobody directly in front of us. And we had a great spot for viewing the fireworks. So um, I would recommend the dessert party if you don't mind. Um, you know, you're already paying to be in the party. And then adding, you know, the dessert party onto it is something that you would have to consider. But uh, I thought it was a great view. We definitely, I think, got our money's worth out of the desserts. They had sweet and savory options and uh, cider and, uh, you know, everything was a little bit Halloween themed and the desserts, the special treats that they have around the park for um, the Halloween party, they um, had just little small samples of that for the actual dessert party. So, um, you know, it was kind of for me like six of one, half a dozen of the other because I knew I was going to get some of those treats throughout the park um, and, you know, spend money on those. Well, I was able to get little samples of a lot of them throughout the dessert party, which made it really nice. And then um, after the fireworks were done, I don't exactly remember what we ended up doing, but we ended up heading back um, to Frontierland. And, oh, we rode Pirates of the Caribbean because they have a special, um, during the Halloween party, they have special um, actors within the, the actual ride. So we wanted to see that. Some of our other friends... Um, one of the other things during the party is Space Mountain is completely black. So some of our friends rode that. And um, and then we um, ended up watching the parade in Frontierland. And so we were able to get a really actually pretty last minute nice viewing area for that. And then um, I feel like after that, maybe we did a couple of things, but that really covered our evening. We didn't do any trick-or-treating. I don't even think I met any characters. I mean, the night went really, really fast. Um, but I definitely, I got to do Haunted Mansion, which I wanted to do, and Pirates, and see the parades, see the fireworks. Um, so I got accomplished pretty much everything I wanted to do there. Um, but like, I think, you know, we did get a little bit later start because of the rain. Um, so we could have done a little bit more had we been there earlier. But we also didn't get um, totally drenched and rained on. So um, that, I think, is it for the Halloween party. We got back at midnight. I mean, we were not, the the party was closing down as we were leaving. And we had a lovely, just easy walk from the party to the contemporary, yeah, from Magic Kingdom to the contemporary. It's about a 10-minute walk. Didn't have to wait for any transportation. We just walked back up there. And then the next day was our Star Wars Galaxy's Edge day. So uh, until November, they are doing extra, extra magic hours. So Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom are both opening an hour early for resort guests, but Hollywood Studios is opening three hours early. So it's open from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. for just resort guests, and that's what's called extra, extra magic hours. And um, normally when they when they have extra magic hours, it'll just be at one park, but the uh, extra, extra magic hours is kind of spreading out throughout the parks um, except for Epcot. So um, we did not arrive at 6 a.m., so I, my Rule of thumb would be if you want to hit it at 6 a.m. and get right there, you would need to be there by 5.15, 5.30 at the very latest to be in the front of that pack. Um, if you're not in the front of the pack, you may as well just wait a little bit. So that was our rule of thumb. We thought we'll get there. At least we want to get there be significantly before the regular crowd comes in. So we got there around 8.15 um, and we were able to experience... Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which just is so amazing. The um, the theming is just immersive and incredible, and the characters walking around, and I mean, all the details. I definitely didn't get to see all of the details. I mean, I need to go back to see it. So um, I really can't wait to go back because it, it was really, really immersive. Um, you just really feel like you are on the planet about two and it's amazing. So we, um, we went and toured it a little bit and then, uh, we headed for Smuggler's Run, which is Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, which is the new ride there. We did the single rider line, um, and we got pretty much right on and I was able to ride it. I was in the pilot seat. Um, so I got to move the ship, uh, left to right. The other pilot moves it, you know, forward and puts us into hyperspeed. And then, um, the other position, they have the gunners that are kind of like shooting at the enemies. 
And then the other ones in the back, I think they're the engineers and they're fixing things. So everybody's got their own roles uh, in the ship. It does matter what you do on the ship. So if you're not, you know, <laughs> if you're not pushing the buttons right and doing the right things, you will crash or you will fail, um, you know, crash, quote unquote. Um, but uh, it does it does make a difference how you how you play along with the ride. So that was really, really fun um, to do that. And then we took a little time to do some more exploring and then we had a fast pass for um, Slinky Dog Dash that we'd had one for later in the day um, but John was able to get it moved up earlier so we rode Slinky Dog Dash we had some breakfast at Woody's Lunchbox uh, in Toy Story Land and then um, we went back to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge to I think look around a little bit more uh, and then we actually headed over to Epcot for the rest of the day for some more um, uh, food and wine and uh, we really didn't get to spend a lot of time at Epcot the other night the night before the previous night um, but some of our group went earlier in the extra magic hours and they were able to do like everything. They were able to do all of those big headliner rides. Um, so I, I mean, I think you could pretty easily get things done if you arrived, you know, at 515 or, you know, 530, you would be able to hit all those headliners. It's very hard to do Hollywood Studios with their fast pass tiers because um, you can only get one from tier one and, you know, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, Slinky Dog Dash. Uh, Toy Story Mania and Alien Swirling Saucers, there's five uh, rides in that tier one. So it makes it hard to really do any of those without a lot of waiting. So if you're going uh, when they are doing these extra extra magic hours, you can get so much done um, during that time. Oh, I forgot when we were at Hollywood Studios, we also did uh, the Frozen Sing Along, which I always like to do when I'm there. And I really sang along this time. <laughs> I had a great time singing with my friends. It was very fun. My friends, John and Laura, who have been on the podcast, we had a wonderful time just singing along and I may have done some hand motions. Um, I'm a big kid. I can't help it. Loved it. Uh, okay. So as I mentioned, we headed over. We took the boat from Hollywood Studios over to Epcot and um, took some time over there. Did Soarin'. Um, actually, I hadn't done Journey into the Imagination with Figment in a while. We did that. And um, and then had headed back to do some of the food and wine things. Wrote, I think we rode Frozen Ever After again. And then um, met up with our friends at the Tutto Italia. They have a little um, wine bar there. So, so that was really nice to just sit in the air conditioning, have some wine and cheese with our friends. And um, we just took some time to really enjoy uh, being there. So I want to just emphasize again that Disney World is not just for kids. And, uh, you know, as a group of adults that were there, we had so much fun. Uh, not one of us was worried that there wasn't a child with us to experience the fun. I mean, we just had such a great time. There's plenty to do for adults. Um, we could have done more of the food and wine. And there's so many places at Epcot to just sit and, and have a, a drink and chat. And uh, even if that drink is just water, I mean, there's plenty of places in Epcot and throughout, um, you know, Disney World to just sit as adults and have a good time. So after Epcot that day, I headed over to the Yacht Club because I moved resorts again. This is my last resort. I stayed at four resorts during this trip, all for research. And um, my luggage had been transferred from the Contemporary over there. And uh, we were able to get into our room. Everything was easy. Um, I got kind of cleaned up and because it, it was warm so we were pretty sweaty and so I got cleaned up and headed over to meet my friends at uh, the Polynesian where we ate at Kona and we had a lovely dinner there and some of the rest of the group um, was still at the Contemporary and they were there uh, we tried to get back in time we just didn't make it they were able to from the club level lounge uh, have a lovely glass of champagne and watch the Magic Kingdom fireworks from the balcony up there um, you know, I sad I missed that, but we just didn't quite have the timing right and we didn't get back there in time. Um, but we had a lovely dinner at Kona and then met up with the rest of the group at the Contemporary and, um, you know, enjoyed that lounge for a little bit longer. And then I headed back to my resort, the Yacht Club. And then the next day, most of the group left. Um, there were three of us that were left, Monica and Aaron 
who have both been on this podcast, and uh, they got to Magic Kingdom a little bit before I did. I uh, had some work to do, so I stayed back and did some work, and then I wanted to also get checked in for um, airline check-in for my luggage. So how this works at your resort, I don't think I've talked about this before, but um, there are certain airlines, and I was flying Southwest, and that's one of them where you can check your bags at your resort. You have to bring it down before noon, but um, I was able to then check my bags directly to the airline, and um, I didn't see my checked bags until I arrived back in Milwaukee that night. So I didn't have to worry about those bags at all. Um, I didn't have to worry about getting them to the airport and checking them once I got there. So if it works with your timing, I know that doesn't always work at the, you know, until noon, but you know, if, even if I was leaving earlier in the day, I could have checked my bags there, gotten on my magical express and headed to the airport. But it just so happened with my timing, I checked those bags, went to the park and then, um, you know, headed out. And I, I ended up taking a lift to the airport that night just to give myself a little bit more time in the parks. And so, um, so anyway, so I headed over to Magic Kingdom and we just kind of, I'm not going to, it's not super exciting because we just kind of took some pictures. We met with some characters and um, we ended up getting a Be Our Guest reservation same day, uh, which was very nice to have that for lunch. And then, um, yeah, I don't think, I mean, we maybe rode a couple of things. I can't even, we rode the, um, the people mover, the transportation. Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking out Tomorrowland Transit Authority. And, um, you know, we hadn't ridden it on this trip. So that was a nice, we always love riding that one. And, uh, yeah, we just kind of took some pictures, did some shopping. We spotted Mary Poppins and Bert, uh, in the gazebo by Liberty Square. And I met Mary Poppins before, but I'd never met her with Bert. So that was a cute interaction. We enjoyed that. And, um, and then, I got in line to meet Tinkerbell with a fast pass, but um, it was seeming to take a while and I needed to head back um, because I had to get back to the resort in order to uh, get my my carry-on luggage that I'd left with Bell Services and then take my lift to the airport. So all in all, it was a jam-packed trip. Uh, we got to experience so much. We got to see um, I got to see all of the three universal resorts where you can get the complimentary express pass plus the Cabana Bay Resort, Volcano Bay, Water Park, uh, both parks at Universal, experience all of that. That was incredible. And then at Disney World, we got to experience the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot. Uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios and the Halloween party on top of all of that. So it was jam-packed full of lots of memories, lots of laughs, lots of fun. Um, tried some new dining experiences that I hadn't done before. Um, stayed uh, at, I'd never been to the Yacht Club. I'd been to the Beach Club, but not the Yacht Club. So I got to experience that. And all in all, jam-packed, super fun trip. And um, I hope that you enjoyed listening to it. It's It was a lot. It was kind of scattered, but uh, I wanted to give you kind of a full rundown of everything we were able to do and um, some tips that I certainly learned along the way. And that will go into helping my clients plan uh, for their vacations as well, especially with my newfound universal knowledge. Um, I'd only had limited experience there, but now I feel like I have a really good handle on um, both of the parks there and especially the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So as always, thank you very much for listening. Um, I hope if you haven't subscribed already, I hope that you subscribe and share this with your friends. And then, of course, follow along on social media at Rebecca Enchanted on Instagram and on Facebook. And I'll see you real soon.